Southeast Iowa Today with Giant Bane is brought to you by these great sponsors. Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you, located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. McDonald Boneyard of Kyoto, Iowa, for all your farm equipment and auto recycling needs. Hinshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. They've got a trailer for anything you need a trailer for, and they fix what they sell and don't in their full-time repair shop. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops. And uh, I want to thank him because on this episode of Southeast Iowa Today, I went to Wachir, Iowa on September 2nd and got some all-access, behind-the-scenes uh, experience at the uh, harness racing event. And I got to talk to Dwayne Rowland. Dwayne, thanks for being on Southeast Iowa today. Hi, John. Hey, I really appreciate the access you're giving me and my audience today This to harness racing here and watch here. Uh, this is incredible. Uh, you've got a couple of uh, your horses right here. Yep. And um, So this one's name is Gandalf. He's a two-year-old gelding pacer. He's, uh, he's raced about 10 times. He's had two wins in eight seconds. So he's a pretty good horse. Yeah. He's won about $15,000 so far this summer. We have three more races yet this year. Um, so he, he could earn a maximum of about another 7,500 if he won all three of those. Wow. Our purses are uh, 7,000 and they pay out 45, 25, 15, 10, and five in the percentages. Gotcha. So, uh, so he, he's he, kind he's of a special. Yeah. yeah. And he's a beautiful horse. Yeah, so standard breads predominantly are uh, bay or brown color with maybe white back ankles and a little star. So he's pretty abnormal that okay. he's a roan color. Okay. You maybe find 1% uh, of our standard breads would be this color. Wow. Handsome. So I want to show over here to okay. show that uh, these horses are more of the uh, color you would normally see then, right? So we have Recording Angel. She is a two-year-old Philly trotter. Uh, Finn Shui Prosperity, she's a two-year-old filly pacer, and the other one's name is Mark Fox, and she's a two-year-old filly pacer also. Beautiful animals. So how long have you been doing this? Um, so I jogged my first horse when I was seven. Uh, I was born in 1967, so that'd be what, about 1974, 75? Yeah. I jogged my first horse. Okay. Um, started racing when I turned 16. Um, raced professionally for a few years from about 16 to 22 and then I had to make a decision I'm like do I really want to move to Chicago or New York or gotcha. do I want to stay at home and I was like yeah I really don't want to go I'll stay here and so then at that think point you made the right choice yeah all because of all the things that have happened in life since then uh-huh um, so we cut back on our horses at that time and my dad already had about 750 acres of crop ground that he rented out and so he's like, if you want to start farming, farm. So I taught myself, and since then we've bought about another 800 acres. Wow. That uh, So right now we're about 1,500 row crop, which uh, 
We'll use plant in the spring, you know, and harvest in the fall when we're done racing here. Our racing season in Iowa runs from about the last week in May through the end of September. Okay. So it works out fairly well. Yeah, everything falls in place. And then uh, we have also about 25 broodmares and five stallions. And so we breed and foal and raise all of our own horses that we race. Wow. And then we'll race them uh, when they're two and three years old. And we sell them at the end of their three-year-old year. And typically the better ones that I would say are valued somewhere between 10 and 50,000 go to either Ohio, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, where they race year round. Okay. And there are people that do it for a living and they're always looking for new horses. The horses peak um, performance-wise, say four, five, six years old. So you can get three really good years out of them. Okay. And then they kind of uh, lose their step, so to speak. Gotcha. And so depending on the level that you want to race at, and the purse money is different in different racetracks, the uh, the top level people are always looking to buy a new new stock. Gotcha. To make more money. And then their stock rolls downhill to the next person that's maybe at a B-level track. Gotcha. The time that it takes to do this, I mean, you've got to be focused all the time. I mean, between your, your farming and, and this, the horse side of things, people that look at people that are successful, good, successful people make it look easy from afar. <laughs> And the bottom line is there's a heck of a lot of work and drive and determination that goes into it. Tell us about that. So since harness racing is my passion and I can't get enough of it, people have addictions of golf, all the different kinds of sports, whatever they want to get into. Mm -hmm. My family is horse racing. Racing standard bred horses at the county fairs in Iowa is like, that's what we do. My brother races, my nephew, uh, they both live here in Iowa. I have a nephew that does it professionally that travels between California and Minnesota. I have a niece that lives in Ohio. Her and her husband do it professionally and they race in Ohio year round. Um, it's like, that's our identity. Right. And uh, it's who you are. That's who we are. Right. Uh, the farm in Grinnell, where we live, has had horses on it since 1969. Wow. And everyone knows that's the horse farm. There, we have our own half mile track that we get to prepare the horses on. We have the training center that has 32 stalls. Then we have the foaling center that has eight more stalls. And then we have about 160 acres of pasture that's subdivided several times into different pastures and lots. And then there's another uh, barn up there that when the foals are born at our house, then when they're about a week old, they go up to the, the Fleener farm. And that's where they stay and there's pastures. And then we breed up there and stuff like that. Now, how many people does it take to do all this? Typically, the most we've ever had was eight employees. Okay. And right now we're doing it with four, which is a lot more work than I want. Yeah. Um, when we had all those people working for us, we were racing between 26 and 30 horses. We put that many in training. And when we would go to the races, we'd race 12 on Saturday, go home, fill the trailers, and go back on Sunday and race 12 more. Wow. Wow. And we'd show up with like six people, and it's like an army of people yeah. to race that many horses. Now, so this year we cut back to twelve because uh -huh. <laughs> we just don't have enough people to, right. to operate at that size. 
Now, if someone is watching right now and they know a, a individual, younger individual that might be interested in something like this, is there is that something you would be open to have them reach out to you on, or is that something that... Yeah, I can advise people. Um, but what's the best way for someone to get a hold of you if they wanted to... Um, well, in your area, it would be uh, Corwin Hinshaw. Okay. His family raced horses forever. And, and he's at Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. And he's like, you need a, a number for a roll, then just call me up. There you go. So that's the, there you are, folks. If you're listening and you want to maybe someday work with magnificent animals like this, there's the way to do it. There we go. All right. What, um, what would you want our audience to know that I haven't asked yet because I'm not smart enough to ask <laughs> that we should share with them. Um, if you can get into racing horses and driving them and you get the opportunity and you are close to um, someone that already does it that can mentor you, it's possible to actually buy in and you can do everything yourself. But you really need someone to kind of teach you or mentor you. There's a, a guy from Moringo that's 45 that bought his first horse two years ago. Oh. Okay, so he paid like five grand for the horse. He bought it at the Kelowna sale. Okay. Last year, the horse was the best horse in its class, and it made like $45,000. Wow. And he had a another – he jogged it, trained it some, but then he gave it to a more professional person because it was such a good horse. Okay. And now this year, he got his license to drive. He's – all the training himself and he has a successful horse and he's doing well and he said he's told me doing it all himself and winning that race by himself is way better than just owning the horse that was good yeah because it was like it's all me and once you get out there on the race and you'll see later today you get behind the starting gate and when they come to the start you're doing about 35 miles an hour the wheels are like two inches apart and everybody's like trying to figure out how am i going to race this race and the best way is so playing chess with six other people, all driving a thousand pound animal going 30 miles an hour for roughly two minutes and five to two minutes and 10 seconds. Wow. And if you can beat that other guy, it's like the biggest rush. Oh, I bet so. Now, I talked to uh, Corey a little while ago and mm -hmm. he said, even the horses are into it. Oh yeah. They, they want to win. They want to win. Yeah. And they're just like, so you'll see we'll be, There'll be a bit, lot of action in the first turn, and then the horses will kind of line up, and then they'll come to the half, and somebody's going to pull out, and there'll be people following them, and it's all in the strategy thing on how can we win or beat the other guy. Wow. And, and when you pull on the right line to go, those horses are like, it's time to go. I can't wait. That's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I got to ask you, we talked a little bit um, before you got on camera, and we talked about the Amish community in mm -hmm. southeast Iowa, and obviously their need and use and um, desire uh, to have horses. Mm -hmm. Can you tell so, a little bit? So they're the Amish. So we, our horses are trotters and pacers, and obviously not all of them are good enough to race. And so um, that would be our market to d dispose of a horse and it still has some value to someone else to drive it. Okay. Now there's a misconception that they don't pay a lot, but they do. So, like a younger horse that doesn't have a lot of work, that's not fast enough, you're looking at probably two to six thousand okay. for that horse. Then, say it's a black gelding with white legs and it's big, um, it would 
you're looking at like 15 to 20,000. And then if it uh, has a lot of action in front, there's very specific things that uh, Amish guys like with their horses. It's just like buying a car. Yeah. And the nicer the horse, the more color, uh, the better gait. It's just like chrome wheels on your car, and they'll pay more. And, and they breed, um, there's been stallions that Amish people have bought for a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars to breed mares wow to get a specific gait it's really important to them the way the horses stride out so those guys they they're they're pretty particular it's kind of kind of ironic for people that don't want to be too flashy their horses are kind of flashy That's, yeah their horses are flashy yeah and, and they want them to go fast yeah <laughs> So, you know, that's one thing I learned more and more with the Amish community. Uh, those folks aren't much different than most of the folks they, that are watching they, this podcast. They are not. We right. call the, the, the Amish there around Kelowna the Beverly Hills Amish. Because, uh, you know, they got phones. Yeah. They got cell phones. They're texting. They're doing it. And now there's some that, you know, they all have their own rules. Right. Right? Right. And some of them are like, well, you can only use your cell phone for business or you can't carry it on you. But... You know, everybody bends the rules a little bit. Right. right. <laughs> well, this is fascinating, Dwayne. Um, thank you so much for your time. I wish you all the best out there on the track today okay. and uh, continued success in your business. And uh, thanks again. All right. Thank you. Thanks to Dwayne Rowland for visiting with me. Uh, gave us a lot of great information about harness racing. And also thanks to the sponsors of Southeast Iowa today, Girling Repair. Car Doctor, Griner Auto Body, Wayland State Bank, B&B Propane and the Family of Jet Stops, Hinshaw Trailer Cells, and McDonald Boneyard. I'm your host, John Bain, also author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On. Get your copy. Stay friendly, Southeast Iowa.